Alright, hello, welcome to Buffalo Theatre Guide Live, our second episode. Uh, my name is John Sobleski, I am the managing editor and uh, uh, writer at uh, the Buffalo Theatre Guide website, and uh, today I am joined with the lovely Madison Hannell. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure as always. Thank Good. you for being here. Uh, so today we are going to discuss the O'Connell and Company regional premiere of the brand new version of Young Frankenstein, which we were able to, rev uh, to, to view this evening. And before we get too far into it, uh, I, I have to say that I, I, I was entertained. I, I thought that it was it was a very uh, admirable effort, and and I think overall it has a lot of positives uh, going for it. Would, would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I thought that it was a lovely evening. I enjoyed the new venue. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So the O'Connell and Company for the last few seasons has been at uh, the Park School in Buffalo, and this is the first time uh, that they've moved. Uh, they're at the new. Um, Kenton Elmwood Commons at 3200 Elmwood Avenue. Uh, and what's really, really awesome about this venue is it's an actual like proscenium theater space. Uh, they have an orchestra pit. They have a really nice uh, seating area. There's a leg room. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, I did enjoy going to see their shows at the Park School in the past, but uh, this, this is a more um, uh, traditional theatrical uh, uh experience i guess you would say right the, the space was great the seats were comfortable which is always very important especially when you're sitting for a long show yes <laughs> and yeah it was a lovely building i think that it was a good space for them i'm glad that they made that change yes as am i so young frankenstein which was based on the mel brooks film written by brooks and gene wilder uh opened on broadway in 2007 uh, and it was uh, the successor uh, after the creative team uh, did amazing work on the producers. Uh, so Mel Brooks, Thomas Meehan uh, wrote the book, um, and then Brooks did the music, and Susan Stroman uh, directed and choreographed. They won 12 Tony Awards for that production. So only uh, it would only make sense to go back to one of Brooks's other works uh, uh, that was a very popular movie, Young Frankenstein, and try to do the same thing. Right. Uh, unfortunately, um, no, it, it didn't. It didn't do as well as the producers did, but it was yeah, still right. a, a cult following. Right. right. So, 2007, it opened on Broadway to mixed reviews. It wasn't the greatest show, wasn't the worst show, and it ran for about two years or so, uh, and then it closed. So uh, that show had been around, and then in 2016, 2017, in the UK. Uh, it was uh, revamped and changed and made into a better musical. And that version uh, of the show is what we saw at O'Connell and Company this evening. So let's get down to it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, uh, uh, the acting. Okay. Um, I, I thought that we had a, a really good cast of veteran actors and some and some newbies. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that they all were able to take these parts that were iconic uh, for uh, a Mel Brooks characters and personas and did a really good job at making sure that they uh, were tr uh, true to what we were expecting to see. Um, now, you've never seen the movie. No, this was my first experience with Young Frankenstein in general. Hadn't seen the movie, hadn't seen the musical before. I just knew that the amazing Sutton Foster had been in the musical, and that was the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> yes. So we have a, a you know we have a few O'Connell and Company favorites in the show. Uh, first off, uh, I would like to mention that uh, Timothy Gorig uh, played Doctor Frederick Franken. <laughs> 
<laughs> Frankenstein. Stein. 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 Stern. Uh, it, it's a great, uh, great. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, I thought that he was uh, very likable. He was able to uh, take the character that was created by uh, Roger Bart on, on Broadway and make it his own. Um, I, I, I really thought that he played the leading man uh, well. Right. Overall. I thought he was a very strong lead and he did a great job of kind of pulling the show together and just being that standout that he had to be. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and his sidekick uh, in the show as Igor uh, was uh, was hysterical. Joey Buhacker did a fantastic job. You know, uh, Buhacker is, is seen as Betsy Carmichael. He's got a lot of bit parts, but this part was created for him. Yes. Um, he did a great job. He, he got all the, the, the laughter and everything yeah. that he needed. Um, he has you laughing from the moment that he appears, especially with his facial expressions. He did an excellent job just really mastering like comedic timing, even just using his faces and his body. He just made you want to laugh. He did. He, and <laughs> it's so funny because he was able to hit all the uh, the parts that we know from the movie. Well, yeah, we know from the movie that I don't know that he had never seen, but uh, but he he really hit those uh, on the head, and he made sure that they were unique, but that the expectation was there. So he did a fantastic job. Uh, Jenny Marie McCabe plays uh, Inga, who is the uh, the Sutton Foster role yes, uh, that that was on Broadway. Yes, and you know uh, uh, McCabe, I think she she holds her own. She was a lovely yodeler. Um, you know, some good yodeling <laughs> skills. It's not something you typically can put on your resume, but she can. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, yodeling, uh, I think uh, there's uh, Carol Burnett and um, now Jenny McCabe. I Great. think that's the two, the two yodelers uh, that we have in Buffalo. Um, so uh, that's that's fantastic. And I think it's, it's definitely a hard character to really delve into a ton because I feel like it's written mainly for the sex appeal and uh, there's not a ton of depth to the character, but I feel like she did a really good job with it and she made it funny and made it great. I think you bring up a really funny point because on the way uh, out of the theater, mm -hmm. uh, you had mentioned the producers, right. which we had seen uh, two years ago at the Cavanoki when it opened up their season. And uh, why don't you share a little bit about what you th what, what similarities right. you saw there? I was relating her character to Olga, right? That's her name. Mm -hmm. I felt like they were very similar, almost exactly the same in the fact that they were foreign and they had their cute accent and they were really just known for being sexy and being a little like helper on the side and just using that typical womanly sexy voice. It's like, oh yes, what can I help you with? Like that, <laughs> that voice. I, I felt like the characters could literally just be the same person you know and i think that that is a traditional in the mel brooks style of writing right. you know where you have this this uh this woman who is essentially eye candy right uh that would not not happen not hold anything in 2019 so mm -hmm. but you know it's 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 still built into that provoking audience. a lot of innuendo jokes <laughs> yes and we're gonna get to those in a moment but you know i would just like to touch base on a, a few more you know john cruiser plays the uh, monster in this production phenomenal job it's not a very big part 
But it's very memorable. Uh, he, well, it's a very big part in that it's a tall part. <laughs> He's like seven feet tall in the show, in right? good luck wearing those uh, shoes. Yes, because the, the platforms were a good three inches thick. And, and if you know John, he's, he's already a tall gentleman. Mm-hmm. So you're adding another three inches to him. He, he towers. He did actually come out uh, after the show yeah. into the lobby and he took pictures with people that were out in the, in the lobby. I thought so, that was a very nice touch. I think that everyone really enjoyed getting their picture taken with him. And we got our picture we taken did, with him. And we'll be posting it after the, uh, the broadcast this evening because I know you were all dying to see what we look like next to uh, Screenshot the it. monster. Um, very good. So John Cruiser and, and Nick Lama as uh, Inspector Kemp, uh, he, he, as somebody who lost an arm and a leg the last time oh, a Frankenstein monster ran loose through Transylvania, uh, he, he, he got the laugh. He makes every joke that you think he would with uh, someone who does not have one arm or one leg. So. It, and it, it's, it's funny, it's especially how he's able to, you know, Make it look fake, like he doesn't actually have that limb. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So overall, uh, you know, the the ensemble is right. is phenomenal. I, yeah. You know, and and I, I think that um, one of the really good things about this show is that it has such talent in the ensemble and right. in the leads. Yeah, I was just going to say I thought the ensemble was very strong. And part of what makes this show special is the ensemble is constantly changing with what their purpose is and what characters they're playing. So obviously you have to have really strong actors and singers in the ensemble. And I thought that this was great. Like they did a really good job being able to switch what they were portraying and being able to just kind of keep the show going no matter what they were doing. Exactly. And I I, I agree wholeheartedly about that. Now, Talking a little bit about um, the music. Now, there, there's been some hubbub in the community about how is this a regional premiere? You know, there's other theater companies who have done uh, Young Frankenstein. So I just would like to clarify that this is, once again, the UK, the London West End version that was from 2016, 2017. It's its own entity. The regional premiere of the new version. Of Young Frankenstein. And it's actually billed as a new musical by Mel Brooks semicolon young frankenstein so there you are so it is a different show and you know what there has been some cuts there has been some additions i think because i do have the original broadway cast soundtrack and there was a song like the happiest town in town is what opened the show and that did absolutely nothing to forward the story whatsoever and it it really wasn't that entertaining um but i I think by just starting the the action as late as possible and moving forward it does make the story flow uh very nicely i didn't get to see the other version but i'm glad that they made those changes yeah it's it's uh because you know uh, the the brain can only process what the backside can endure so you know you don't want to sit there and and just have a lot of exposition okay if your brain can't endure it we'll get you a new one yes we will <laughs> we'll just go to the brain depository which Fine. after five you just have to slide they have a lot the... there they have extras <laughs> they did all right so overall the, the singing and the music was was very good right I, I i really think that uh especially the song the brain right. uh led by uh tim gorig um was it was funny it was a good way to start the show because yes. it really it Got set you the in the mood it did. You're thinking it, it, about the brain, like that's just you know, it's it's Halloweeny, it's Frankenstein-y, it's it's the brain. It's the brain of the show. It's the brain of the show. It's like it's, it's wow. it encapsulates everything. Um, Please don't touch me. Amazing. Is is a is a song that. Um, 
probably uh-huh. one of the most memorable uh, songs that you may actually leave the theater humming besides putting on the Ritz, which is not an original to the musical at all. It was in the movie by Irvin Berlin and it's uh, it, it shows up into the show and it, it fits very well. Yes, you know, it does. Um, very, very good. And, you know, Pamela Rose Mangus just knocks the ball out of the park with he was my boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That was so funny. I every time she said it, it was funny. Like it was, it was a great song. She she was amazing. It, it, I loved it. I, I I'm telling you, they they really when they chose this show to perform, they they had their ducks in a row. Oh yeah, it was it was great. All right, so let's just talk a little bit about you know wait, the music, the singing was great. You know, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about our, our experience okay. now. All right, so we we said we liked the new space, we liked mm-hmm. the leg room. You know, the yes. seats were comfortable. Good leg room, it's important. I, I gotta bring up something that you know, if I have to be critical on anything, okay, I, I would say our sight line was a little discouraging. Um, we, I, I, I don't know about you, but I could see I everything agree. backstage happening. Anytime somebody was changing, anytime somebody was moving and it wasn't like I was looking out for it. Um, I, I was sitting, uh, we were sitting on house left, right? so we could see stage left and, um, everything was there. So I'm hoping that, you know, we can fix that in the future because yeah. I think that's just a situation of maybe they have to figure out how they're going to be positioning their curtain teasers to make sure that the audience isn't seeing it. It's a new space. So hopefully they, you know, are going to adjust, mm-hmm. but yeah, being an actor myself, I was very aware of, Oh, they're going off stage and you can kind of see them break character, do whatever change quickly they need to do. And it takes you a little bit out of the experience mm-hmm. of having a magical theater moment because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wait, they're actors. Yeah. This is a show. And, and you know, it's something that I, I, I'm hoping that they fix. And I, I think they will. It's very I think fixable. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, scene transitions mm-hmm. were, were very impressive. They, they were big. They were they were large set pieces on, yeah. on wheels and casters, and they were moving people in and out, and, and everybody helped themselves. Right. right? Yeah, this, the scenery was able to be used multiple times. They would use things on the front and back. They did some nice, like, turnarounds, and they were able to have multi-purpose pieces, which was great that they just repositioned, so that was a good use of their um, set. So Yeah, I, I think that the, the set works well in the space, mm-hmm. um, and they, they utilized the uh, proscenium curtain very well. You know, it, it, got, it got some really fun laughs. So, you know, I, I think that... It's overall a very enjoyable evening. Right. You know? I'll be very interested to see their shows in the future, how they begin to get more comfortable with the new space and be able to feel out more what they can do with the area in terms of their sets, in terms of their scale and the size of things. I think that it's just going to get better from here as they get more comfortable and more used to it. Definitely, definitely. So that's awesome. So this performance, uh, this production uh, was uh, directed by Kelly Bocock Natale, who, you know, is has been working, has worked with O'Connell and Company for a long time. And, and the, the work is, you know, it's there. It's overall is very good. You know, again, if I had to pick anything that I think that they could have adjusted a little bit, and as somebody who hasn't seen the movie, you may not recognize these but there's those jokes like you know uh, when they're up at the door and they're knocking and and they say oh nice knockers you know maybe giving it a little beat so the audience can hear it and uh and and just you know laugh uh to get it we heard it 
We're, we're over it. <laughs> no, it's not rude. <laughs> Say it. Say it. He was my boyfriend. You know, so uh, some, some of the comedic timing was there. Maybe just taking another beat would have really made that the aha joke. Uh, and, you know, it would have been a little more of a response. Um, I think the audience did have a good response. Yes. I enjoyed laughing i i yes sometimes, i heard him laughing he's a very loud laugher at shows so. sometimes i was laughing at things that no one else got and i was I like i asked him a few times why he was laughing hmm. because i want to know what's so interesting <laughs> I, I, I i'm a sick twisted individual so but that that was uh it was great um yeah. You know, I, I think that if you're interested, the music is something that uh, you might actually want to get the CD for. And I will post a link to that because, you know what, you should buy the CD. I have it. I think it's enjoyable. It's it's right up there with the producers. It's a, it's a CD that you would really, uh, really enjoy. And I'm also going to post a, t a link so you can purchase tickets because we Ooh. have a, a few more weekends of the production. Oh, which... yes, there's still time. And you can still also go get your picture taken with the monsters. So. Yes. The have that experience the show closes on october 27th again it is young frankenstein at the kenton elmwood commons at mm -hmm. 3200 elmwood avenue and is produced by o'connell and company so i would like to thank my uh, my guest today madison hanel for coming and speak to me about her experience with the show you're welcome. I the pleasure was mine. <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope that you're able to uh, join me again sometime. And no, uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and if talk. I'm allowed back on the set, it's a good day. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank and you. until next time, bye bye. Bye.